If you love the Black Married and Dead Free podcast, if you get any joy, if we've ever done anything for you, do us a huge favor and go and give us a five-star review on this podcast. Leave us a comment if you like, but that helps our viewership ranking. Peace. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Wyndham. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. What's going on, everybody? This is Marcus, and I'm here with my lovely wife, Shira. And we would like to welcome you to another episode of the Black Married and Debt Free Podcast. We're excited to be here with you. Uh, Shira, how are you doing today? You know, I'm doing good. Today good. has been a good day. Um, I had a cousin who had a birthday, mm-hmm. and okay. so we all went out to eat, and it was just a really fun time yeah. being around family and seeing like family that I don't see all the time. Yeah. Um, so that was really cool. That's good. And, I? and fun. But you stayed home. Did I you stayed enjoy home. Your time you alone? Know, yeah. I was really, I, you know, I was kind of setting up the podcast, you know, I'm doing my tech stuff with the podcast, mm-hmm. but no, uh, I had a cool time. I was kind of watching, catching up on some, uh, NBA playoffs, you know, I'm a sports fanatic. So I was able to kind of catch up on that and just kind of, just kind of unwind, you know, sometimes, it's good when you and the kids is out the house and I can, you know, just kind of relax and stretch out a little bit. So, uh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I feel that as we get older, we do more of that yes. where it's like, okay, something's happening, but we don't all have to go. Yeah. One person can stay home and yeah. like rest. Um, yeah. which is nice sometimes. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. Right. Well, Shia, let's get right into, uh, today's topic because, um, I'm really excited about this. I mean, who doesn't know that, uh, I am a real estate fiend. I love everything real estate. And we're going to be talking about an interesting topic today. Zillow, our good friends at Zillow. Uh, uh, oh, Lord. <laughs> they've done we a. We don't know them people. Right. <laughs> <laughs> they've done another projection on the future of the housing market. That's what everybody wants to know. Right. When are the houses going to go down? When can I get in this market? When is it? When, 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 right? Right. So. so for this year or for? For 2023, for 2023. the future, the near future, okay? Mm-hmm. There's a lot to unpack, so we're going to do that. But, Shire, first thing I want to do is I want to talk about the Federal Reserve. Let's talk about what the Federal Reserve 
is doing. They've recently uh, increased the interest rates. Mm-hmm. What does that mean? I mean, okay, we hear that a lot. What does that mean? Right. What are they attempting to do? Right. And, That's what I wanted to know. Yeah. I mean, if the interest rates are higher, then I'm thinking, okay, when it comes to housing, your house payment is going to be more right. because the interest is higher. Yeah. You know, that's pretty clear. But what are the other implications and yeah. thought process behind it? Right. So let's break it down. Forbes uh, does a pretty good breakdown here. So we're going to go to uh, Forbes and, and kind of break this down. Shai, did you want to read? You're a better reader than me. Oh, you're going to let me read. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So this is a, a quote from a Forbes article. Um, it talks, it says, what happens when the Fed's raises rates yes so higher interest rates make loans more expensive mm-hmm. for businesses and consumers and everyone ends up spending more on interest payments Absolutely. and so it's like okay i got that right. we know that <laughs> um and then it goes on to say that those who can't or don't want to afford the higher payments postpone projects that involve financing mm-hmm. and so that makes sense as well so a person might say the interest rates went up I'm literally priced out of the housing market. I can't afford it at all. So I'm going to save. Right. So I can. And that also happens in the business realm as well. Yeah. Um, so it simultaneously encourages people to save money. Um, and then also uh, this reduces the supply of money in circulation, which tends to lower inflation and moderate economic activity, a.k.a. cool off the economy so the first part of that is it reduces the supply of money in circulation mm-hmm. because people are not borrowing right. so we have some people that say uh-uh, i uh-uh, can't do man. it right now i'm gonna uh-uh. postpone i'm gonna wait i'm gonna save yeah. and so the hope is that it will lower inflation yeah. and so i'm thinking about inflation and i'm thinking about higher gas groceries. <laughs> my groceries <laughs> um but we're also in realms of houses we're looking at oh my goodness the housing prices are exploding and so they're hoping that this measure will cool that down mm-hmm. and that house housing will either um decrease in costs you know or stabilize yeah. or both yeah because i mean that the housing market usually is a reflection of the overall it, 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 it the overall economy right and what i thought stood out shire is that this is to temper spending for uh, businesses and individuals, right? Because if 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 uh, credit, you know, costs more, then you know it affects businesses too. So maybe they're thinking that's going to quell some of the hiking of the price. I, I don't, I don't know, but it, they definitely are increasing this to affect the housing market. There's no doubt yes. about that. Yes. So with that said, I mean, w- w- what does that mean, Shire? Does that mean that you housing know, will drop next year. Right. You know, what? what is this article saying or what is the projection? Yeah, I, I, we're definitely going to dig into that. But before we do that, Shire, I thought this was really interesting. I'm going to try to put uh, throw this up on the screen on the on the, on the the Jumbotron here. Okay. Uh, let's try something different. Uh, okay, Ooh. that's not great, but there we go. There we go. Uh, so here's the thing. The fact that... Uh, you know, so Zillow's making their forecast. Okay. But let's talk about what a higher interest rate does to the payment, child. Because yes. I think like that is is was was very profound with us. Right. Just even a point change in the in your interest rate can really affect what you're paying you're of paying. the life of the loan. Right. So let's let's go ahead and dig on that. So at a three point eleven fixed mortgage rate. 
In December, a borrower would owe a principal and interest payment of $2,138 on a $500,000 mortgage, okay? Now, that payment would spike to $2,718 if taken out at a interest rate of 5.11. So just increasing the interest rate two percentage points, mm-hmm. uh, you see the difference in payment, right? So almost we got $600. Almost $600 more dollars. A month. A month. Okay, over 30 years. Yes. So what's that over the life of the loan? Over the course of a 30-year loan, that's almost an additional... No, it's not almost. That's an additional $200,000. Yeah. That's... On, but see, the thing is, when you're purchasing a home, you're already going to pay beyond yes. the sticker price because there's interest. And yes. so the thing here is that you're going to pay, you know, or that person would pay an additional $200,000 on top of the, the, you know, the interest yeah. that they would be paying if the rate was lower. Lord, it's just... So that... And can I say this, Marcus? Yeah. And so in that estimate only covers the principal and interest. Yeah. It doesn't cover the local taxes. Right. So depending on where you live, you know, that $2,700 payment could be much, could be hundreds of dollars more. Right. Could be well into a 3000 plus payment per yeah. month. Yeah. That's, that's, that's when it gets scary. So that's what the fed is trying to do. They're trying to up the uh, interest rate. So an individual looks at that and says, you know, I need to, I need to take a, take a chill pill. I need to right. save. You know, because, you know, people were just buying. I mean, they, they, they call it a seller's market because there's there's so many people buying that they needed to do something to slow down the purchasing, which will in turn force the sellers to say, hey, we got to come down to these people because no one's buying right now. So that's yeah, the idea. I don't, and there's not a problem with people buying houses. Like, yeah. I think that's part of the American dream. People want houses, yeah. you know, but obviously we're dealing with the scarcity issue and the price point yeah. where, where houses are. So what was Zillow's projections going, uh, you know, heading into 2023? They they project that uh, over the next 12 months, their initial projection was that homes would increase, continue to increase 19%, right? Mm-hmm. Which is up to, yeah, up to 19%, which is crazy. Now with the Fed adjustment, the Fed think they're really doing something, right? The they Fed, are. They are, but they think they're really going to, we're really going to bring that down. That 19%, they're going to bring that down. Well, Zillow is saying with the Fed's increase, they're looking at a going from 19% to 14%. That's still too much. Of growth. <laughs> of growth, right. So they're still projecting 14% growth over the say, next 12 okay, months. I would rephrase that, right? Because. Yes. It's too much growth if you're trying to get into the housing market. Ooh. But if you own a home Ooh. and you hear, wow, zesty. my that is equity, yeah. right? You yeah. see, wow, the value of my home, according to Zillow and their prediction, yeah. which the prediction can continue to change because they've already changed from their original prediction based right. off what you shared. You know, that that is more equity in your home. That's more wealth. Yeah. Well, well. I'm, you just opened up a whole can of worms, Shai, so let's Uh-oh. go there. Are we, and people like us, who already are homeowners and, you know, uh, can can handle it and, 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 you know, and all that good stuff, are we being greedy? No. Because I hear a little greed coming from you, Shai. You no. want to get your, you want your equity. You want your, your stuff to, 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 to be up, as the young people say. But okay. what about those who can't get in the market, Shai? What about them? 
Well, the other piece is that we're still investors and we are trying to, we're trying to buy a rental property right now. And so the increase in interest rate is likely to impact us as well. Let's kill or be killed so. out here in these streets. That's what it sounds like. Just getting to me. everybody. No. <laughs> Either you don't want to kill it or you don't want to get anyway. Killed. But you know, I, I just think it's very interesting. That's, uh, but that's that's not how the world works, yeah. right? We can't say, oh, it's it's not fair. It's so ca- 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 capitalism, man. You know, gotta have winners and losers in a capitalistic society, why which you we say are. Like that. The debt. That's just that's not it's me. Too- that's just the, what capitalism is. You know what I mean? Well, Unfortunately. but when I also look at this, it's like, well, who is this change going to impact the most? Mm. And mm. I can't help but think that it's going to impact black families yeah. that are wanting to buy their first home. I mean, clearly it's going to impact everyone yeah. to some degree. But when they make policies like this, yeah. that's who it impacts the most. That's just my opinion. Right, right. Um, well, well, let's talk about this, Shire, because... Uh, Let's dig a little further uh, on this article because Zillow is projecting still looks like still large growth. Uh, but do you agree? Because I got it's just a prediction. If they can predict, you can predict. And, and, and what do you think? I think it's going to continue to grow. Okay. I think the 14 percent feels about right. I think a thing might keep growing even more, Shire, because we're wrestling against two different things. Mm-hmm. I understand what the Fed is trying to do. Trying to temper uh, people's willingness to buy. Can they right? temper these gas prices? <laughs> you want to temper some? <laughs> temper, temper that Biden. But what we're also wrestling against is scarcity. Mm-hmm. There's just not enough homes for the amount of humans we have in the United States of America, and so right, especially in certain cities. Yeah, you definitely see it here. And and you got you got investors. You have uh, mom and pop investors who want more. So we we got more. I want. 20 houses just for me. Mm-hmm. You got people who want 20, 30, uh, 100 for doors you, for just them. But other people live in those yeah, houses. Yeah, you live there. Yeah. Um, some people are using or investors that invest in short-term rentals. Those don't, those don't help yeah. housing, right? You're right. So you got that. You got scarcity. You just don't have enough homes. Uh, mm-hmm. In 2009, during the crash, we were building homes at such a, a high rate and we were left uh, with people who weren't eligible, um, you know, who weren't preferred by or weren't good buyers. So we had a lot of vacant homes. We went through that. And be- since from 2009, the uh, the housing market crash to current, they never picked back up the pace of building. Right. So now we're in a much better place economically. People are ready to buy. And they didn't buy. They didn't build at the same at, 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 at that pace. Right. So we see the effects of that now. We just don't have enough homes. It's that and it's the affordability piece. I mean, just look at this Zillow article. Uh, the nerve of them to give a house that was a $500,000 house. Like, we just read it like that was nothing. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, 500000 500, We just kind of just kept going. Yeah. But, I mean, that's the reality is that people are... Having to pay a half a million dollars, especially in our area, mm-hmm. more, um, just to be able to to buy a, a house. So yeah. it is a scarcity, and then it's also the affordability piece. And yes, I understand, you know, the hike in in interest, you know, but if it makes homes less affordable, right? 
then is it worth it? Right. That's you know, a good, that's... and I think time will tell, you know, and we'll see over time what will happen with these prices. But based on your prediction, you saying things is on the up and up. Things is go- it's up, Shire. And so even like, so Zillow predicted 19% over the t- next 12 months. And then growth. they changed then it. Then they to... changed it to 14. Yeah. Any one of those figures, this article says, each of those figures uh, compared to the annual average of 4.6%, it's still it's still crazy, right? And so, but I want to pull up the article one more again, Shira, okay. because Zillow has their predictions, but there are other uh, institutions that have different predictions. So let's go over that. So over the coming year, CoreLogic predicts that home prices are set to decelerate, decelerate. to a 5% rate of growth. Uh, the Mortgage Bankers Association says home prices are poised to rise at about 4.8% over the coming 12 months, while Fannie Mae predicts home prices will rise at a at 11.2% uh, growth. So, or excuse me, Fannie Mae says that's for this year and going into 2023, which is what we're talking about for this episode, mm-hmm. they're looking at 4.2% growth. Yeah. So, so more of what it has historically, historically been, been, I guess, many years ago. Yeah. So what's your thoughts on that, Shire? Are you more in line with that? Let me, you asking me, let me put you on the spot. What do you think? Where do you think it's going to go? You think it's going to? I think it's going to rise. Yeah. But I also think that no one really knows. No one knows. I mean, we thought COVID was just going to crash, crash everything, yeah. you know, and when it, it didn't, yeah. you know, so I, I do think that housing costs will continue to go up because of what you mentioned, scarcity, mm-hmm. and then also that affordability piece, which more people will be inclined to rent because of that. Yeah. Um, and let's just address the elephant in the room, Shire. Mm-hmm. If I'm trying to get in the market, I'm pissed at all of these numbers. Marcus. Ain't none of these numbers what I want to see because it's too high now. Mm-hmm. So if it increases by 4.2%, which is a which you know is is on the low end or 19% on the high end, I still can't get in. I can't this is double dutch and I can't figure out how to get up in this thing. You know, I don't want to sound like rude, mm-hmm. but I I do think that we have to try to compete. Okay. You know, I we live in an expensive state. I know mm. many folks live in expensive areas, and you can say, "Well, let's just move. Maybe we'll yeah. have a better life." I mean, we talked about moving yeah. a couple of podcasts ago. Yeah, but you know, part of me is just like we have to find a way to compete mm. in this market, and we have to be smart with our money because you really fairness, have no choice. Fairness is really not in the equation. As, I mean, where is fairness? You yeah. know, it's just yeah, it's, 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 or it's, equity. You know, you don't yeah. even see you don't see that. You know, in in housing, and so it's like, okay, well, how do I compete, I, or do you wait? Yeah, or do you? You know, what do you do? I like this back and forth. Okay, you know why, Shire? Because I feel like we're arguing, we're arguing di- uh, different for each you know different side here. Mm-hmm. So my thinking is. I don't have my first single family home. I'm a renter. Okay. I'm listening to Black Mary Dead Free, man. Y'all inspire, y'all inspiration. But I'm trying to get one. Okay. Right? Y'all got multiple. And people got more than what people we got. People got more than what we got, right? See, run your own race. Run right. Your own race. I agree. But go your own pace. I want I don't want the market to increase selfishly because I'm trying to get a home. So do you get it now? 
Or do you, what do you do? Mm, mm. I'm sorry, I threw you off. That's a good one. We'll come back to that. Okay. But I'm really speaking to the psychology of like what we think about like Jeff Bezos or somebody. Like I know this is not an apples to apples comparison. I don't think about him. But what, you know, how people think about the hyper rich. It's like, dude, when do you have enough? Dude, when do you have enough equity? Y'all, you already got homes. Y'all already, can the equity not grow for one year so I can get in, you know? I'm just playing the devil's advocate. What do you say to that? I say that's just not how it works. <laughs> there was a I time when I was younger and houses were, they were new development. Mm-hmm. And I was younger. I remember sitting on a bus, seeing houses go up for like, you know, did yeah. I say how much already? I was no. around like 299 or something like that. And yeah. I thought to myself, I'll never I'll be never able to be afford able. that. I, I was a child that. thinking that, you know? I remember thinking And that. I think I thought that at another point in our marriage. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, we we thought we were just going to rent. We were just going to be living yes. in an apartment. Oh, and during the housing boom, we applied for a loan and I thought, there's no way I can even afford this. Mm-hmm. So we didn't follow through on it and the market crashed and then it presented an opportunity for us to get in. Right. But there's no guarantee that that will ever happen again. Yeah. Um, I don't know. So what was your question? Look, I didn't ramble. You, no, you did good. I think you kind of touched my question. Uh, you had a good question, and I said I was going to come back to it. I I, I forgot. Well, the was. question was if forecasts are saying houses are going to be more expensive a year from now, does that mean that now is a good time to get into the housing market? Great question. Absolutely. Marcus. Absolutely. You can wait if you want to. See, my, my thing is, if you're waiting because you have to, if you're waiting because uh, I don't have enough right now, uh, I'm trying to maybe pay some things down or mm-hmm. I'm trying to build in this area. Uh, I have, uh, you know, some opportunity to grow here. Once that growth happens, then I'll be better served and, and better able to get in to the market. That's perfect. That That makes sense. But if you got the money. You got the money. If you can make it happen. Mm-hmm. And you're banking on a crash, boy. That's a gamble. You gamble. You 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 might as well take all your money and go to go to Reno like we did a couple of weeks ago and put it all on something because you are really gambling because this thing, this thing's going up, man. This thing's going up, Shire. I'm trying to tell you. That's what you believe. That's what I believe. That's what we I believe. We don't know for I'm sure. Not a, I'm not a prophet, like I said on the other podcast, but I think I think it's going up. So I say to get in now, it's high. It was high when we when we got in. When we bought our single family home, yeah. Shire, we thought I never would. It's we didn't even top, think the yeah. house was worth that. Like we like, that's too much. It's kind of, yeah. It felt like it was at like the top of our budget. Yeah. We would want to pay. But we could do it. We pushed through. Uh, we did it as smart as we could by yep. selling our primary and, and putting more than the average person would put mm-hmm. on the house as a down payment and we just we made it happen and look at it now it's grown since then you know we didn't know it was going to grow there was no way to predict but it did and so what do you think same question to you is it now the time to buy if you got it Mm. yes (laughs) if if you can you can afford it if Mm -hmm. it fits in your budget and you won't be house poor you should consider it, you know. Would you say the same for people who want to get into uh, investing? Mm-hmm. Same thing? Mm-hmm. Yep, if it makes sense, if it's going to cash flow. Yeah. 
then I say, you know, go for it. So that's funny because I remember speaking at this women's virtual real estate conference Mm -hmm. and someone asked, you know, are you still buying real estate in the midst of COVID? I said, yes. Yeah. I said, you could either be buying real estate or you could be sitting on the, on the sidelines. And I'm so glad that we made, you know, those three purchases that we made last Mm -hmm. year. Now the, now the interest has gone up higher. So they were in the conference and they said, I'm going to wait till things get better. Ain't that crazy how that money will cost you more. So the best time is always now. Yeah. Um, if you can afford it, if it makes financial sense, mm. it needs to make sense, mm-hmm. make it make sense, you know, yeah. um, then it could be, it could yeah. be, it could be a good time for somebody. Yeah. Well, one thing we know for sure, and this article really highlights that uh, here at the end as we close. One thing we know for sure is we don't know nothing. Uh, <laughs> this is all predictions. Speculation. Speculation. Uh, this article highlights how Zillow said heading into 2020 because of the COVID, uh, you know, 19 outbreak. I hope we don't get demonetized by me saying that. What'd you say? Uh, I said the C word. You really shouldn't say it on YouTube. Oh, Uh, but we'll see what happens. Anyway, it's, it predicted that it was going to be a a crash heading Mm -hmm. into 2020 or, it was going to be something was going to really, it was going to be a major fall. Right. <laughs> I remember that. And it did everything but fall. So this is all speculation, but it's, it's, it's something that you want to be keeping your eye on, mm-hmm. uh, especially if you're trying to get into the market, uh, either for your primary residence or as an investor. You want to definitely keep an eye on what's going on. Look at look into, look into these predictions. But Shire, I think you said it best, what you told those ladies. Can you tell Tell, tell me what you told the lady to ask you one more time. We're going to close out on that. Oh, Lord. It's a good time to buy. you on the spot now. Now. That's what I, that's what I said. And I, I hope some of them followed through, but you just yeah. never know. Never know. But hopefully we were able to share something with you guys to kind of get those brains churning. Right. Uh, like, what do you think? What do you all think? Yeah. I'm curious to know. Curious to know. So, yeah, uh, if you enjoyed this podcast, uh, do us a huge favor and leave us a five star review on whatever platform you're viewing this on. Uh, leave us a five star let, and write a little something there in the caption. Let us know what you think. And when you're done doing that, hop on over to your email and email us at blackmarrieddebtfree at gmail.com. Say, hey, I left you guys a review and we're going to reply with a gift. We're going to be gifting you our master class, Get Out of Debt and Start Building Wealth. This uh is an over an hour and a half of on-demand footage that really does a deep dive into exactly how Shire and I were able to pay off six figures of debt and are now building wealth. So you're going to definitely get a lot of value out of that. This is our gift to you. Uh, Shire, any final words? No. Well, thank you for hanging out with us and we hope to catch you on the next episode. Absolutely. So till next time, we out. Peace. Bye.